Welcome back to the next community podcast. I am Angelo Luciani, and with me today are Robert Corradini and Tommy Gustafson from the Nutanix Alliance team. Hey guys, how are you? Hey, how are you, Angelo? Hey, Angelo. Good, good. Before we get into today's podcast, I just want to let folks know that Nutanix is running a coding challenge called Total Recode, where you can use your superpower coding skills and have a chance to win some super awesome prizes ranging from $2,000 in cash to a $4,000 drone or cash equivalent. All you need to do, grab your copy of Community Edition and away you go with your coding skills. What do you guys think of that $4,000 uh, drone? Never, I've never seen one before. Have you guys? No, I'd be honest with you. I'd like to join. Can we join that as employees? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could code. Then yeah. I'd definitely join. You can find more information on that on the next community, next.nutanix.com. And with that, uh, on today's podcast, we have James Weingarten from Science Logic. How did you guys enjoy chatting with James? Well, I, I tell you, James, it was it was good actually. Um, James was actually one of the first partners I got to work with when I joined Nutanix, and I kind of got to see them grow. Um, especially with their integration with Nutanix. So it was really great to kind of see that whole eco, his his product grow with Nutanix, and especially around the integration and API. My takeaway was under really understanding the, the hybrid IT model and what we're looking at and kind of taking all that chaos that we look at and, and bringing, bringing some sanity to it. And that's what they're doing with ScienceLogic. How about you, Tommy? Yeah, I agree. You know, along the same lines, Robert, I thought it was really interesting how Science Logic and Jim personally have been following Nutanix for quite a while. Um, and I really liked how their value prop is, is definitely built for long-term success with hybrid IT taking such a huge uh, position in the market today. So definitely think they have a rock-solid solution and it can add a lot of value on top of Nutanix and for customers. So this is a great podcast. Great. So with that, let's get into the interview. Jim, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be here. Great, great. Can you uh, give us a little bit of your background? What is your position? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my title is Director of Solutions for Science Logic, and in that role, I sort of survey the technical environment and see what is uh, what the latest trends are, and then try to position Science Logic so that we have the right solutions that our customers are looking for as uh, new technologies emerge. In terms of my background, my, I go back to my days at Sun Microsystems. Uh, I've spent some time um, in the security space. I spent some time uh, working at VMware. I've also been in the storage space at NetApp. So I kind of have a a uh, comprehensive view of IT, uh, and that was sort of an intentional uh, perspective I've been developing over the years. So you're an old timer. That's what you're trying to say, right? <laughs> I hate looking at it that business. way, but you know, I'll, I'll own what I own, and that's absolutely true. Awesome, awesome. Can you, uh, well, give us a little background. How did you and when did you hear about, become aware of Nutanix? Well, you know, it's funny. Nutanix um, has been on my radar for probably five and a half years now. When Nutanix started to appear, um, first of all, I saw some of my friends going over, and I've, uh, so I've known some of the early Nutanix folks for many years. Um, in a sense, uh, reason Nutanix came onto my radar uh, is that I kind of saw it as an, an, an inevitable development. Um, as I've been looking at the infrastructure changes going on, you know, from, in my case, starting with client server and going through to the advent of x86 and Linux, and it's always seemed that there's always been more power available in the platforms and that it's been 
the challenge of IT to find ways to, to harness that power. So initially, um, Nutanix came to my attention because when it finally started to appear, my first reaction was, and this is always a sign of something that I know is going to be successful, is, well, well obviously that has, this has to happen. So it's um, been about almost since Nutanix started, I guess, um, I started hearing about it in the Valley. So you're going back, what, five years, four or five years now? Oh, yeah, at least, at least, at least five years. It's, um, it's, just, it's simply a matter of recognizing that IT, as it has been historically, has been very complex and very costly. And, and I mean, the primary driver of change in IT is uh, ultimately the cost because it, it serves a, a, a business function. You're trying to provide services, and you have to find easier ways to do that. And um, the complexity that's been in the infrastructure has been far too high, and as a result, it's been very costly. And so that drive for greater efficiency and scalability and cost um, has resulted in the advent of hyperconvergence. And so uh, when Nutanix came to market, I think I was at VMware at that point, but um, I saw the the necessity of it, and that's how I sort of became aware. Cool. That's awesome, Jim. It sounds like you've been in the know about Nutanix for quite a while, obviously being an industry vet. It sounds like with the way the industry's been going, hybrid cloud, hybrid IT, it sounds like ScienceLogic's value prop is designed to be sustainable for the next few years as we see these trends grow from emerging to really dominant in the IT industry. It's interesting. Um, so ScienceLogic recognized a number of years ago that um, hybrid IT is, is where things are going. So the fact that it was designed as a platform and it was inherently extensible and was designed with an operational perspective meant that you can incorporate new technologies very quickly and, and very easily. Um, and you can do that at scale. ScienceLogic's target market historically has been service providers and managed service providers, but we have an increasing presence in the enterprise. And what's funny about what's going on in IT now is that those lines are, are really blurring. So what was once the, the domain of the on-prem CIO or data center manager now is sort of a, it's, it's a broader realm. So you have to factor in where your data is. Is it maximizing efficiency? Is, are there services that are running both in the cloud and on-prem? And how do you maintain visibility across all of that? And ScienceLogic as a, an operational platform was designed to provide that level of visibility across any infrastructure. And so in that sense, it's also kind of a, a future-proof platform so that because of its scalability and because of its, its intelligence, you can incorporate new technologies quickly. So as these things emerge... ScienceLogic has that capability, and so that, that was one of the reasons that it, it attracted me as, as an opportunity. That's, that's exactly what we preach here at Nutanix, and the whole Moore's Law, you know, self-disruption, it's, it's really key that companies continue to stay on top of these trends and really disrupt themselves, but also build that foundation, like you said, um, that's built for growth, that's future-proof, and that allows companies to be agile in responding to these new trends and developments in the market. So that kind of leads me into the next question, Jim. Um, can you kind of give us an idea of what a ScienceLogic product is and what it does and how it helps um, customers? So ScienceLogic was designed as an operational platform. As such, you can take that platform and extend it. That means that you have the ability to consume data from pretty much anything that you're going to have in your environment. That includes physical infrastructure. That includes cloud infrastructure. That includes applications. That includes um, peripheral monitoring products. So 
Science Logic is in, is a platform that can take data from many many sources at scale in the tens of thousands of devices, can put that data together in interesting ways and give you views that otherwise wouldn't be available. For example, if you have some of your data in an AWS cloud or in an Azure cloud, and you have some of the data sitting in your infrastructure on your Nutanix environment, we can take that combined infrastructure that, that otherwise wouldn't really be visible and give you a view that is um, comprehensive and unique. And then taking that, that data itself, the operational information about your environment, pull in additional resources with some of our partners to add views of the cost structures or some of the application performance elements from some of the APM vendors like New Relic and give you a comprehensive view that otherwise wouldn't be available. Uh, and an example of, of wow. how science logic solves a problem. Yeah, it's interesting. So one of the funny things about, um, about infrastructure is as it changes, there are many, many, um, every vendor has a tool that they use for their environment. And uh, I, I can tell you that um, my experience with Prism Central has been very impressive. It's a great tool. And in, in many respects, it's, um, it's, it's a growing tool as well. But from ScienceLogic's perspective, um, each tool has value. But when you try and put them all together, it becomes somewhat disjointed. And it's just the nature of the infrastructure. Um, so you know, if everything in your infrastructure were Nutanix, it, the, it would be a much simpler world for IT managers. I mean, that's sort of the goal, right? But yeah, yeah. the reality is that while the infrastructure that Nutanix provides is very, very, very fundamentally self-healing and, and capable and scalable, you also have to contend with your legacy applications and you have to contend with your cloud resources and all of that um, makes it very hard to maintain visibility. So ScienceLogic can take all of that information and pull it together. And then one of our interesting, and, and just recently we were just granted a patent for it, is our... Um, dynamic component mapping with relationships. So not only can we pull data in and present it to you in, with uh, customizing sensible dashboards, but then you can also map the environments. So if you have services running in a data center and you have some of the elements of those services running in the cloud, we can create those connections between the on-prem and off-prem. And you, so can, you can actually auto-understand all of that without any a lot of intervention, we'll say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, the idea is to provide intelligence in the product so that some unique element of, of the relationship establishes that, that link and then we can present that to you both logically and visually. So you can see everything in AWS. We can map your entire AWS cloud or your entire Azure cloud. Uh, we can map your entire Nutanix environment and then um, the idea is to link all of that together so that you have a comprehensive view of, of your services platform because from the point of view of the service delivery managers to some degree you really don't want to care where it's running. You just want to make sure that it is running. Absolutely. Wow. So that kind of sounds like a, a data mashup with customization and dashboarding is that and what your product is doing beyond your monitoring aspect, right? So we can do some pretty intense ITSM calculations. Um, we also have integrations with ServiceNow because I mean, as, with, as we're talking about change, one of the interesting elements that's appearing is the cloud-based service management. Um, and uh, we see ServiceNow as, a, as an emerging platform, and just as we see Nutanix as an emerging platform. And so one of the values, for example, is, is to be able to take a Nutanix environment, detect it with our discovery engine, map it, and then populate that into ServiceNow so that you have a tool that 
meets your requirements as opposed to trying to make uh, your processes meet the requirements of the tool. Ah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Oh. So, I mean, how are those changes affecting infrastructure and monitoring, you know, with hybrid and everything that's going on? It's been a real challenge. I mean, it's, so the, so what Nutanix simplifies the infrastructure, and that's and that's one of the major goals, and that's why I, I as as I came on, it was I was a very strong proponent, and as I've seen it develop, it's it's been nothing but impressive. But ironically, while the on-prem infrastructure that Nutanix provides and links into the cloud um, provide some levels of simplicity, the reality is that there are more options now. So you have to decide as an IT manager whether or not you're going to run this in your Nutanix environment or if you're going to migrate it to the cloud. And if you are going to migrate it to the cloud, how do you maintain that visibility? So simplicity of each element may increase, but the overall complexity has not. And science logic was designed to manage that complexity for you. So from the customer perspective, Jim, I mean, as folks are going to more of a hybrid cloud, hybrid IT strategy, I mean, how does that impact their mindset when they're looking at monitoring tools? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of tools out there that do one or the other. You guys are kind of that one ring to rule them all, so to speak. Um, I mean, from a customer perspective, how do you think they see, you know, the different monitoring tools out there? And how do they rationalize their approach when looking at a science logic or another vendor? I think that a lot of customers are really scratching their heads. The, historically speaking, a lot of the tools were designed um, sort of as a hodgepodge of elements. Um, you know, we refer to the big four, the, um, the open views and, and the CAs, and as the, um, as the previous generation in the sense that they were designed to address a set of problems. There were many point solutions, and it required a lot of hand-holding. Uh, so quite often you'd, you'd find that there were... Uh, You'd have to bring a consultant on board, uh, and that consultant would be there for a year or two, um, getting all of this stuff deployed. And, and quite often, actually, none of it, not all of it, would, would actually successfully get deployed. So you had uh, some shelfware as well, right? So, yeah. so the interesting thing about Science Logic is because we have a, the, our, our patent discovery engine, if you bring Science Logic into an environment and instantiate um, a system and run a discovery, uh, you will start to collect data in minutes or hours as opposed to in weeks or months. So the idea is to provide um, an easier way to discover your environment, to discover those relationships by the intelligence we've built into the product, and then to use that to make better decisions. So ultimately what this is about is to help customers uh, have visibility. And so a lot of the tools out there uh, solve one or two problems quite well. But that comprehensive view has been very, very challenging. Um, that said, there are you know there are many vendors out there that are trying to solve the problem. We just think we've solved the problem in a better way. Understood. Um, and I, a lot of them have a very, we'll say, similar approach in how they monitor. With your system, and especially since you're essentially looking at hybrid environments across geographic regions in most cases, is, is your tool a single tool? Is it, it sounds like it's a distributed product. How does that all work? Speaking architecturally, ScienceLogic was built with uh, service providers in mind. That was our initial market. And as, we, as the lines between service providers and enterprises have blurred, uh, we picked up more of an enterprise perspective. And because of the, our, our initial architecture, um, we have a lot of flexibility as to how we deploy ScienceLogic. So you can run in virtual machines for smaller environments. You can run in, on physical hosts for very high-performance environments. In fact, some of our largest customers uh, collect uh, billions of elements of data per day. 
you have geographic distribution capabilities, you have well, database redundancy capabilities, you have HA and DR capacities. Um, so architecturally, you can collect from many, many sites and have a global infrastructure that provides a single pane of glass across your entire infrastructure as opposed to two, um, having to deploy discrete machines and trying to aggregate that data in some sort of kludgy way. Very, very cool. I um, And I know I you guys actually just became Nutanix ready on our Acropolis KVM platform and also um, ESX. That's great. So Jim, can you tell me a little bit more um, that as we went down that path about ScienceLogic's integration with Nutanix and what you're actually instrumenting and, and such? Well, ScienceLogic can consume data from pretty much any API, WMI, SSH, REST. It doesn't really matter. Because it was designed as a platform that was intended to be future-proof, whatever is available, we can consume. With specific reference to the Nutanix integration, um, Nutanix has a very interesting and well-executed REST API that we collect from. And we collect about almost 500 um, data objects. Um, so pretty much any data that's available from the Nutanix environment is, uh, is present within the ScienceLogic database. And what's interesting about that capability is that because we have configurable dashboards that uh, with drag and drop capabilities, you can expose that data in, in different ways and then potentially do additional calculations that might provide insight to you. And then if you take that data and combine it with data from other sources like New Relic or Six Fusion, you know, cost or application performance monitoring, um, you can get additional insights that otherwise might not be available. So uh, we have a a really comprehensive integration with the Nutanix API, and we've um, we've been very happy with the level of support um, that Nutanix has, has provided as we've been going through the development. In fact, uh, it's been a um, it's been a real give and take as as we've had uh, questions, and then as we've been going through the integration process, as you mentioned earlier in, in the discussion, as we're in early we were early to the game. I think that some of the things that we started to do surprised some of the Nutanix. Uh, folks, and it's helped influence the way Nutanix is looking at the development of its APIs and making it easier for your ecosystem partners to maintain and develop interesting integrations. Yeah, and I can agree with that. I think it's a learning experience for all of us, you know, and definitely we want to have feedback from our integration partners of what they are looking for, especially in an API. So, Jim, you've touched on hybrid IT and some of the challenges that organizations are surrounding with, you know, hybrid IT models, multi-cloud strategy. You know, one thing that's often overlooked, though, is migration, you know, migrating workloads from physical to virtual, physical to cloud. Can you tell us a little bit more and expand on, you know, how ScienceLogic is involved with migration and where you guys come in with that and, and where you help customers out with the cloud migration and workload migration aspect? So, yeah, that's a very, a very interesting problem uh, customers are facing right now. The um, questions around what workloads do I have uh, and which ones are cloud-friendly and which ones are not, and then even making it more complicated, okay, so now I have a sense of which workloads I have, where do I put them? Using ScienceLogic's discovery, you can actually profile your environment, which includes discovering the, the applications and operating systems and all the relationships, and then using that data and combining it with data from other sources uh, that we have integrations with, um, profile your environment, come up with the, the set of, of best candidates for cloud migration, 
and then using uh, tools from partners like AWS and uh, using Azure and uh, Racimi potentially migrate those applications to the cloud and then once they're there maintain operational visibility so it's discover profile migrate and operate uh, so it's kind of an end-to-end -end. and so so the science logic uh, cloud migration tool set which is uh, under very active development is uh, we think going to be very valuable to lots of customers because they're facing those problems every day and um, quite often they don't even know where to begin True, and it puts it kind of puts a process behind it, <laughs> and I, I do Absolutely. like that. That's great. Um, we're getting a little close on time here, Jim. But um, where would our podcast listeners know uh, where to find Science Logic? Where can they find you on Twitter, online, blog, etc.? So yeah, our website is www.sciencelogic.com, and of course we have the at uh, Science Logic Twitter handle. Uh, you can find my uh, personal Twitter handle at James Weingarten. And uh, if you are interested in getting more information, if you Google Nutanix and ScienceLogic, you will find a broad set of information available. And if you have questions, you can always, of course, email us sales at sciencelogic.com, and we're more than happy to uh, provide information for you. Well, thank you, Jim. We really do appreciate you coming on the show. Um, Tommy, do you have anything? Last words? Thanks, Jim. This was great. Really thorough, comprehensive podcast. And uh, yeah, on top of uh, following Science Logic, make sure to follow Nutanix Elevate and Nutanix Ready on Twitter if you're not already. And uh, continue to follow the Nutanix Alliances blog on our Nutanix Next community site. This has been fantastic. Glad we got together today. Yeah, thanks, Jim. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It's always great to, uh, to talk with you folks. And um, we see Nutanix as a, as a very exciting partner and look forward to... Um, strong relationship going forward. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for listening. I encourage you to follow Nutanix on Twitter for the latest news and announcements. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. And if you haven't done so already, download Community Edition and continue the conversation over at the next community, next.nutanix.com. And with that, I am Angelo Luciani. I'm Robert Cordini. And I'm Tommy Gustafson. See you next time. 